0: So, just a little content warning for you guys. During this episode, we do talk about some topics like suicide, eating disorders, and sexual assault. Just wanted to give you guys a little heads up as a trigger warning.
1: Hi and welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide where we are queer to answer your questions. My name's Cheyenne. I'm Gina. And I'm Sev. Class is now in session. And today we're going to be talking about boundaries, something I obviously do not have because in a very recent episode, I was talking about how I was considering dating my friend, even though I don't want to be with her. So <laughs> I feel like from there, we can kind of just launch into the first question. Someone said, are they necessary? And I don't really understand that. What are boundaries, by the way? Please don't judge. So
2: no judgment here i don't know if sev you have a definition ready from webster i or do a- love my google Wikipedia definition or something but no judgment that's yeah the first thing
0: dictionary forget. uh the oxford you know webster whichever <laughs> those people <laughs> those those guys over there they defined a boundary <laughs> as a line that marks the limits of an area a dividing oh. line love is respect.org Says, boundaries show where one thing's end and another begins. In short, boundaries help you define what you are comfortable with and how you would like to be treated by mm-hmm. others. That's our more. That's a good that's definition. A better yeah. Better definition.
2: I was yeah. going to define it as just what you set in place as what you're okay with and what makes you uncomfortable. Anything that makes you uncomfortable will be crossing a boundary. So it's saying like, this is what makes me comfortable. Please do not do more or less than this
1: yeah I think people also think of boundaries as like you c- can't do this you, like I don't want xyz but I think it's they're also like and it took me a while to learn this because I used to think that but I think they're also like if we're going to be in a relationship I need you to speak to me every day I need to see you once a week like boundaries can also be what you do want and like what is like the bare minimum you're willing to accept yeah um and, and I think that it, is like, crossover boundaries. between
2: boundary and expectations mm-hmm. yeah okay. yeah
1: Yeah. Like I feel like we think of it as like what we don't want, but also it's what we do want. And if someone's not willing to meet that, then you have to be like willing to end that relationship if your needs aren't getting met. So I think that is also part of it.
2: And are they necessary? Yes. Because you don't Mm -hmm. want to make somebody uncomfortable. You don't want to be uncomfortable. And if you really are in any sort of relationship, and I don't just mean a a romantic relationship, a Mm familial relationship, a friendship, a coworker, like relationship, anything where you, you and another human being have relations to each other. It is important to know your boundaries in all of those different settings, because you want to know like that you're going to be treated fairly everywhere you go. And so they're super necessary for sure. Yeah.
0: Especially now, like I know it's the holiday season. People got, people are seeing their families people and boundaries are super important, especially when, um, I think being with family and having boundaries on like how your family talks about you and to you and treats what you, you talk about. Up, yeah. And what you talk about and what they talk about because as to queer people sometimes, and oftentimes boundaries can be crossed very easily. Um,
1: yeah. So. Would uh, either of you consider yourself people pleasers? Because I definitely consider myself a people pleaser. So, oh. like, my boundaries are constantly crossed. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, me crossing my own boundaries, almost, like, myself boundaries to, like, please other people around me. Um, yeah. I used to be you, way
0: worse of a people pleaser. Um, I'm definitely working on that with myself. The older I get, the more I'm just, like, God, I'm so tired. of. Like, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People that aren't going to respect my bare minimum. I'm working on, like, figuring out my bare minimum. You know, like, that's something you also have to, you really sound on in yourself. Like, knowing what you expect from people. And that's something for a while, I think my people-pleasing was due to me not even realizing what those were. Um, Mm -hmm. Or, like, not really focusing on them as much. So, like, I never really had boundaries that I'd set or bare minimums Mm -hmm. that I'd set so then Mm -hmm. when people would cross them or wouldn't meet them I'd be like well I never really had it to begin with you know which is yeah why I think they're so important now and I'm over just like letting people cross them
2: no I feel that for sure I think I'm better at setting boundaries now than ever before but I also think in like the past several years, the people that I've had in my life are also better at like respecting boundaries. So it's like a double-edged sword of having Mm -hmm. people in your life who are willing to like know when the limit's been hit and whatever capacity.
0: It's definitely, it's not something you're just going to like one day wake up and learn and be fantastic at like protecting your own boundaries and stuff. Mm -hmm. And as I get older, I get better and like more cognizant of how to do it. And like, mm-hmm.
1: and you have to practice it. Like it's not yeah, something you just know and, how to do. Yeah. Trial and error. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just like understanding yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, even just
2: as an example, I think for a while I felt and maybe this is a little people pleasery and I am only wrong. So mm-hmm. unfortunately that comes out here yeah. and there, but I felt like anytime my friends or people wanted to do things, I felt like if I said no, they were going to think I wasn't fun or like all these things. And then I'd end up exhausted and I didn't give myself enough time to recharge. And like, there's often times where I don't prioritize like self-care and now definitely more okay than ever with saying no to things and being like, if I'm not there, it's okay. Like, they're still going to be my friends. They're not going to be like, Gina's lame. They might, but also I don't care. I'm tired yeah. too. Like you said. I'm definitely
0: one people pleaser, two a FOMO haver. I'm yeah.
1: Okay, you both have Sag moons. Of course, you're FOMO yeah. like like you, I always have. FOMO I know, but it's like hard that. to set boundaries with FOMO. And,
0: and I don't have boundaries with myself mm-hmm. because I overwhelm myself by just taking on too much and not knowing how to say no. So it's mm-hmm. a definitely a thing. Like. <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like, like I
1: have to say no for you sometimes. Like you offer like to do things for me, and I'm like, you know, you can't take that on. Yeah, no, I offer to do things offer. Cheyenne all the time. And she's and like, like, stop it. You're already no. Yeah.
2: okay, pot kettle, because last week Sev was the one who was like, Cheyenne, life comes first. We don't have to record. And you were the one who's like, no, I'll push
1: through. And we were like, no. This is business related. Hers is like fun things or things that don't need to be.
2: Anyway.
0: But no, that's the thing though. Like you have to set boundaries with yourself. You have to set boundaries with other people. You have to set boundaries with your family. You have to set boundaries at your job. Like there's so
1: many different everywhere. types. Yeah. They're everywhere. everywhere. And that's the why Set boundaries with so- strangers talk- in public. When strangers yes. in public think they can talk to me any sort of way, I'm like, who the fuck do you think you're talking or to? Or think you? they can touch maybe- you? Yeah, like, maybe that's not, like, an appropriate way to, like, set that boundary. But also, don't touch a stranger. Don't touch my hair. Don't pet me like I'm a zoo animal. Yeah, no, I'm definitely, like, 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 mm -hmm.
0: that's one thing. With strangers, I don't care. I don't care what your boundary
1: is because I'm going
0: to, if you're crossing mine, I'm going to say whatever I want to your (laughs) face.
2: Well, maybe we should get into the list of examples of boundaries. Somebody asked for that specifically. They said it would be cool. Everyone says to know your boundaries, but I don't even know where to begin. And
1: I know Cheyenne did some homework for us all. So, yeah. everybody well, say thank you, Cheyenne. Well, thank you to my lovely girlfriend, Joey who is in the process of becoming a therapist and did some research for me. Um, So this is like, so here are some list of boundaries, types of boundaries and like what you can say. So there are like time boundaries. So that's saying like, I can only stay for an hour or if you're going to be late, please let me know ahead of time. Um, There are energy boundaries. I don't have the energy to help you with X, Y, and Z right now, but maybe blank can help um emotional dumping. I understand you're having a hard time and I want to be there for you, but I don't have the emotional capacity to listen right now. Which sidebar, did you do you remember that meme that was going around that was like, I don't have the emotional capacity, but feel free to reach out, blah blah blah. And people just like <laughs> took it and like ran with I it. No, but I really think it sometimes. was like I get
0: setting that boundary, but I think that meme it was like the way they said it was very the way like, it was worded was
1: like HR. HR. Dude, is that your? Yes, it was. It was corporate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like talking to a friend, but yeah. So there's that one. There's personal space boundaries. Oh, so Yeah, literally. No, it's okay. There were uh, there's personal space boundary, which is it makes me feel uncomfortable when you touch or action. And if you can't respect my space, I'll have to leave. There are conversational boundaries, which is, this is not a topic I'm willing to discuss right now. Comment boundaries. I don't find those types of comments funny. And then we also saw a boundary coach on TikTok who they said, if someone says something to you, you could be like, I don't think I'm the appropriate person for you to be discussing this with, <laughs> um, which was I love that one because I, I feel do. like we need that a lot. <laughs> so we have material <laughs> boundaries, which are please ask first before borrowing my possession, or I would appreciate it if you didn't touch my possession. There are social media boundaries, such as I don't feel comfortable with you posting that on Instagram. And then there are specific situations, like when you disagree with someone, you can say, that's not been my experience, I would like it if we just agree to disagree. Um, if you're put on the spot, I feel like this is a good one, because I don't know what to say when I'm put on the spot, but you can say, I want to be sure and give you the correct information, let me call you back, or that's a good question, I'll see what I can find out. Um if someone is trying to push your buttons and they know how you can say my reasons are personal and I don't have to explain them to you, I feel shut out when you take over the conversation. I understand how you feel, but now it's time to talk about how I feel. There are a lot of examples if you look online, but they're like time boundaries, physical boundaries, conversational boundaries, relationship, personal content boundaries, even like what you choose to engage with online. Um, mm-hmm. Like you might want to stay away from things that are triggering for you or um cause you pain, like block your ex. Don't keep, don't keep looking at their posts. That is hurting you. Like that's a boundary that you can set with yourself. And then I also found examples of boundaries you can set for yourself. And a few of those are sticking to your budget, limiting yourself to one hour of TV per day, no screens in the bedroom, not working past 7 PM, only buying things on your shopping list, eating out only once a week, limiting yourself to one cup of tea or coffee a day. A lot of these, you have to have impulse control. (laughs) Which I
0: don't
2: feel. Yeah.
1: I feel I'll have uh, That's why I'm back here giggling if you can't hear
2: because Well, there's that's the difference between setting a boundary with yourself versus other people. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's easier to remove yourself the the only one being accountable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're the only one holding it accountable and like making sure that they're upheld. and Um, I let myself do whatever I want because who am I to deny her anything? Right. She deserves the world.
2: Yeah. And, right. and there is a lot, I mean, there was a long list cause there's just a lot of different mm-hmm. types of boundaries, but hopefully something on that resonated where you're like, oh yeah, it does really bother me that every time I make plans with this person, they show up 30 minutes late. I need to tell them that that's, you know, I, I would like people to be on time or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like when this topic is brought up in front of me. I don't like seeing this content online, you know, don't send me that kind of stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. There's so many examples. And I think this person who asked specifically said, I don't know where to begin. And if you don't know, I think kind of take like an inventory of, is anybody doing anything in your life that makes you uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. And what would it take for you to be comfortable, but continue having a successful relationship with that person? That person could be yourself. And that's where you start is like, yeah. How do I make life better? (laughs)
1: Yeah. I've also seen people say like boundaries aren't put in place because you want to like punish the person or like push them away. It's like Mm -hmm. you put that boundary in place because you want to continue that relationship. And if that boundary isn't put in place, then the relationship probably isn't going to work out. Even if it's like familial or a friendship, like it's probably not going to work if X, Y, and Z is happening that you don't feel okay with. Um, So boundaries are to make sure that the relationship can continue and be, like, fulfilling and good for both of you instead of, like, resentful and painful, so I, I liked that, like, perspective on it, just because I think we do hear a lot about, like, don't do x, y, and z, or I'm out of here, um, which kind of goes into our next question, how do you set boundaries, and how do you set boundaries without seeming mean or hurting their feelings?
2: yeah and like you said, you can remind somebody that if you didn't care, you could just not mm-hmm. your boundary could be that you're not a part of my life. I'm right. setting this because I care about our relationship and both of us getting what we need and want out of this, mm-hmm. and again, I, we say relationship, meaning whoever it is, so it might be a family member, you know, and i've I think that I could do a better job sometimes of putting things in place with my family of like what we mm-hmm. should or shouldn't talk about politically yeah um yeah. and I think-, I think that's true for yeah. all of us. Yeah. 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 I also think boundaries when, when, when we hear the word boundary, I think sometimes we just think like boundaries with your partner and it's like sexual Mm -hmm. boundaries, but I think it's so important that it goes so deep and it's every aspect of your life. I mean, we even said like coworkers. And so it might be a matter of like, Hey, that's not a joke you can make when I'm in this space. It's not Mm -hmm. funny. And, you know, like it's, it's, there's so, it's so layered. And so, um, I think starting with just like the fact of, I want this to be successful. Mm -hmm. That's why we're setting a boundary is, is the best place to start to that. You don't seem like you're doing it. Like you said, just to like attack them. Like you're doing this wrong. It's like, no, this is what is important to me. I'm setting this for myself.
1: Yeah. I was going to say like, in therapy and if you read like self-help relationship books which I read a lot of um, you're supposed to use mm-hmm. I statements and say I feel like this is happening and not like you did this or you always or you never like that's just going yeah. to trigger the situation and also it's probably not true because no one always does x y like it's yeah it's yeah. probably sometimes maybe a lot of the time but it's probably not always and that just like kind of makes the situation worse but if you say I feel like and just like let them know how you feel then I feel like I (laughs) I feel like um (laughs) like that's how you can say it without hurting their feelings and if their feelings are hurt and you're like approaching it in like like a calm way and just expressing your perspective and maybe what could change or you know just like letting them know what's up if they are upset about that probably projection they're probably projecting oh mm. they think that means i'm a bad person and they you know they're probably projecting some internalized feelings onto you if they're upset with you setting boundaries in like a kind way but i do think a lot of people don't know how to kindly set those boundaries and use like the i statements and not say always or never like people yeah. don't really know how to communicate those things so that's when it causes like the tension yeah
2: yeah for sure in terms of, like, how else to set them, I think being really clear and not just saying, like, I don't want – I don't like when this happens. Like, this is what I need to change. This is what I am – like I think setting clear and concise boundaries that then make it really obvious what you're asking and, you know, being clear about that is really important. And I also think after you set the boundary with somebody – getting confirmation that they understand you and are Mm -hmm. going to respect it in whatever Mm -hmm. way is comfortable. I think that's also important in putting those things in place. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Another question we got is what are your tips for people who struggle to communicate those, their boundaries. And I think we all kind of expressed having like people pleasing tendencies and struggling with that. And I think if you think about it, like in retrospect, think about all the times that you didn't express those boundaries and how they probably like ruined relationships or made you feel really uncomfortable in a situation or just like, you know, you like how much better it would have been if you just like communicated your needs and what you don't want to happen. And like, I'm like thinking, like I chose where I want to go to college because that's where my mom wanted me to go to school. And I stayed in relationships because that's what my family wanted. That's what other people wanted. And I was like, trigger warning. I was to the point where I was literally like suicide. Like I was hospitalized a few times because of it, because I was making these decisions based on what other people wanted for my life and not what I wanted for my own life. And it was just Mm -hmm. like really starting to wear me down. And you have to think about like all the times that you've compromised and this is your life. Like as long as you're not hurting anyone, you get to choose what you want. And you know, you can say no, you can say yes to things and it doesn't make you a bad person for doing that. And you're like allowed to make choices that stray from, what's expected of you or what other people think you should do so I think that's important to remember for your you mental struggle.
2: health to listen to mm-hmm. yourself I mean clearly yeah. based on what you yeah. went through especially
1: right like I feel so much freer now that I'm like living life for myself and like doing what I want to do and being who I want to be and not just like doing what I think I'm supposed to do so just like take that um and think about it in perspective with your own life because there are so many things that like looking back I wish I had done or hadn't done Mm -hmm. and I can't change those things now but moving forward I can prioritize myself and my needs and you know what makes me happy um Mm -hmm. so I think that's like a good thing to keep in mind if you struggle with setting those boundaries because it is worth it even if it's hard (laughs) and scary yeah that was
0: something I really struggled with a lot when I was younger too. And in recent years, you know, the the more you grow, the more you Mm -hmm. realize like none of that shit matters.
1: Right. And like we were talking about, it takes practice. It's hard at first, but It it is. It's really difficult. And it's hard to like, I just remembered that boundary coach on TikTok, like gave really good advice. And I was like, wow, I never thought about this. So like this whole list of like boundary phrases that I read earlier and like, just like, other types of boundaries that I've read about I'm like how the fuck do people remember this like how do they remember to do this and that person said to take like one phrase and implement it for a few weeks until it becomes like part of your vocabulary like use it whenever needed like no I can't do that right now even if it's like that simple and then keep adding to it and do about like four of those phrases. And by the time you hit four, most people like a switch goes off in their brain where they are able Mm -hmm. to just like set boundaries and like think of their own things to say in situations. And they don't need to like, remember a list. And I was oh, like, wow, that's so it. smart. Like just like yeah. implement it and get used to like saying it and practice. Um, cause we can't remember like everything for t- every t- scenario. A habit. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, wow, that's like life-changing and I have chills just like thinking about that right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. You got to just incorporate it until it is habitual. It's a mm-hmm. habit. It's in your routine. So I love that advice. And I think, yeah, you mm-hmm. just start with one phrase. That's where you start and then you just layer it until you're a pro.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, amazing.
2: Cool. Well, I think that's a pretty good stopping point. I know we have other questions to get to, but let's take a little break and then we can do the rest. Yeah. All right. We are back and our next question, what should you do when one of your boundaries is crossed? Ta-ta-ta sometimes
1: yeah I would say like recommend ways to avoid it being crossed in the future like be like hey you did this maybe in the future do xyz because it made me feel like blank like I don't know it's kind of hard to like communicate that um but like I feel like a lot of the times our boundaries are crossed and it's like something we didn't even realize was a boundary until after the fact and then it's like hard to communicate that without being like oh by the way you know what I mean? I feel like it's, it's a little difficult, but also like necessary. So it doesn't continue. Yeah. I think almost I think- you have to
2: put another boundary in place and mm-hmm. it's like a double layer then where it's like, Hey, so it, here's, I guess, here's the thing. If they didn't know, like you said that they crossed the boundary, cause maybe you didn't know or whatever, then yeah, you just communicate it. But if they knowingly cross one of your boundaries, then it's time to set another boundary, which is like, you can't do this or else Mm -hmm. you don't get to have a relationship with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've had to just be like, I don't like that. We've been through this. Don't do it again. Mm -hmm. The end goal is what's important. That's what we have to continue to go back to is like, why did I set this? Because my end goal is this, this, and this.
1: Mm -hmm. I think also like an all or nothing mindset can make it hard to like maintain your boundaries, especially with yourself. Like I dealt with like an eating disorder my whole life, and like mostly binge eating, and then like restricting. And it took a- until a few years ago when I did a bunch of research about like intuitive eating and about like eating when you're hungry, eating what you want to eat, eating till you're full, and not like eating more because this is mm-hmm. the last time you're going to have X, Y, and Z because you're going on your diet tomorrow. Like it, like mm-hmm. took a lot of like learning how to do that and like not being like, oh, I, I failed my diet. So now I'm going to binge and then start over again, because that just like repeats the cycle. And like my boundary with myself around my eating was like really unhealthy because it was just constant like punishment and then indulging to the point where I was literally sick and then, you know, restricting again. So it's like, now I like let myself eat what I want to eat when I want to eat. And I don't feel bad if, you know, I had ice cream for dinner or like (laughs) <laughs> I, like, try and, like, eat a vegetable because it makes me feel good to eat a vegetable, not because I feel like I have to because it's lower calories. Um, right. So <laughs> you kind of have to, like, give yourself some leeway and have some ca- compassion and realize that you're not going to be perfect 100% of the time, and no one is. Um, but it's yeah. about, like, striving to, like, reach those goals and boundaries and stuff, and that's like, how you see the progress. It, you don't just, like, wake up one day and, like, stop spending all your money or um, – Right, right you know, and like, I kind of had to have that boundary with myself because I had also had a bit of a shopping addiction. Uh, Going back to the impulse control thing earlier, I had like a shopping addiction, I would get packages like every single day. And it was really bad for a while. um, When I was younger, and my therapist gave me some advice to like, put stuff in my cart, wait a day, if I still want it, then buy it. Usually I didn't want Mm -hmm. it after the next, like that next day, I just like in that moment impulsively want to buy it. So I drastically cut down my spending. Um, but like, yeah, you have to kind of learn like tricks like that. And also like, do still give yourself the permission to buy things. Like I still have that permission if I wanted it the next day, I just wasn't impulsively doing it, but yeah, it's all easier said than done for sure. I feel like we're our own biggest like enemy and yeah, hope like trying to be our biggest supporters, but (laughs) I feel like usually it's not that way. Yeah, for
2: sure. Mm -hmm. Totally agree with you. And I feel like I relate to a lot of what you said, especially Mm -hmm. around the eating stuff. So yeah super important.
0: Yeah. So for the next question, um, what are your tips for dating a people pleaser who struggles to communicate their boundaries? I feel like in this scenario, I'd be the people pleaser who struggles to Mm -hmm. communicate my boundaries.
2: Not even just people who are people pleasers, but maybe people who weren't taught how to set and communicate boundaries. There's a lot of reasons why you might need to like pull that out of somebody. My advice for that, especially cause I feel like I've dated a lot of those people is to ask a lot of questions mm-hmm. and when they give you any sort of like feedback, and then I would like incorporate that into like the next questions. So like, if my girlfriend is upset, one of the things I'll ask her is like, do you want me to do anything or do you just want space? because Mm -hmm. some people don't know how to ask for space or some people also don't know how to say, yeah, I I want your help. I need you around So by giving Mm -hmm. them the option. Do you need help? Or do you want me to let you like live and and let let rock and work it out on your own ask? And then tell them when they say like, you know, I just want space. You could say, great. You can tell that to me next time. And you can Mm -hmm. just say to me, Hey, I'm going to need a little bit of space. And I will understand that. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to like teach them, but like,
1: Nice. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this is my first relationship where I am in a relationship with another people pleaser. Um, so it's been interesting. Uh, I feel like going off of what you just said, another thing that I've found I have to do is um, if either of us like hurt each other's feelings or like, just like we don't like the way something was said, we communicate. We're like, so how can I say this next time in a way that won't like trigger you or upset. Like what about what I said hurt you? And like, how can I fix that next time? then we try to like implement those things. Um, It's not always easy to do like in the heat, heat of the moment not that we have that many of those knock on wood but you know you kind of have to check you know, in like, and see so what the other person like yeah yeah exactly I think also um my tip for dating a people pleaser who struggles to communicate their boundaries yeah like I said we both are people pleasers and I am a bit hyper vigilant so I am similar to Gina where I noticed like the slightest like change in like tone or like she seems distant or like any little minuscule thing, I'm like, are you okay? Are you mad at me? Like, just like over-asking. And she's kind of the same way too, um, which is kind of nice in that scenario because we are able to like pick up on those things and like get the other person to communicate if they kind of shut down because I think our society teaches us to like shut down and not communicate our needs Mm -hmm. or our boundaries. And so, and like none of us like really know how. Um, So it's nice to kind of have someone who can coax it out of you if you're not, immediately willing to share but we also give each other the space to be like I'm still processing like can we talk about it later can we talk about it yes. 15 minutes? can we talk about it tomorrow like I'm still processing um how I'm feeling and I don't want to say something in the heat of the moment that isn't what I really mean or like isn't said the right way um so I think that's very helpful and then another thing like empower them to set boundaries with other people and I feel like it'll mm-hmm have like a retroactive effect and they'll be able to set boundaries and communicate with you. So, yeah.
2: yeah. My last tip would be too, is that once they do feel like they are in a space to communicate boundaries to you, a great thing to say is like, thank you so much for trusting Mm -hmm. me to say that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for telling me like validating that. They didn't just go out on a limb for no reason. Yeah. I think it's pretty Yeah, important that's this really is a really important. vulnerable thing. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Whenever it I like, express like a vulnerability, I feel like. Afterwards, I'm like, do you still love me? Do you still want to be with me even (laughs) though I'm crazy? And she's like, I love you more now because you were willing to be vulnerable with me. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like if it's the right person, like just no. I mean, and and some people are avoidantly attached and like do shut down. But you know, you need to give them their space, but they also need to be willing to like give you your the closeness that you need, and it needs to be like an equal balance. So if you are kind of in a mixed attachment relationship, maybe keep that in mind. But they should still want to like work through that shit with you and like feel closer Mm -hmm. in the end yeah
0: as someone who is very bad at being vulnerable and has very much like both anxious and attached Mm -hmm. style like I have both the attachment styles I do deep down like appreciate vulnerability and I think it's like beautiful just because Mm -hmm. I'm not that good at it doesn't mean that like and people who are vulnerable just because we're like not good at it and we're not good at like expressing our emotions all the time or whatever doesn't mean that we don't appreciate it and that mm-hmm. it's not something that we enjoy you know
1: yeah. mm-hmm. unless I
0: openly say I hate vulnerability then that's, then you're you're dealing with a whole yeah another, a whole yeah I feel day. like
1: there are some <laughs> people who are like oh you're so sensitive you're like making a big deal of things like there are well, people who like are scared of it I think so then they start to like demonize it but I do think There are a lot of people who like appreciate it, but they're like scared to engage in it themselves because like opening yourself up to that is scary, but it's healing in the end usually.
0: The times that I have opened myself up in that way, only positive things have come from it. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I love that. another.
1: Yeah. Wow. I'm feeling that this is going to come out later than uh, when we're recording, but it is a full moon, like an eclipse blood moon today. And it's about like... I think my friend said like releasing cycles of like self doubt and I just like feel like we're engaging in that energy right now. Not to sound like hippy dippy, but I am hippy dippy. Hippy dippy. Yeah, I'm feeling the full moon in this um, Zoom room.
0: I'm fully (laughs) feeling. I'm feeling her presence. I'm feeling the full moon in this Chili's tonight.
1: Yeah, that's like what I was trying to. I know it. That's what you were right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) In the Zoom room. I God. thought you were just like, I, this is your no slam poetry. I the, the I feel God in this chilies. reference. Oh, yeah. I'm
1: embarrassed <laughs> to reference The Office. Let's continue. But,
0: uh, this next one I thought was really interesting, actually. Um, what if I'm asexual and sapphic and I'm
2: scared of saying no to my future partner about sex? I get why there's that aspect of being scared because like we just talked about, this is really vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And to say to somebody, you know, I have this boundary and I don't know how, you know, you're going to react to it because it's a future partner. So you don't know this, you know, who this person is yet. That can be, you know, I can, I understand why, you know, you'd be scared. Um, but I also think if you're with the right partner, they will understand. And so setting that boundary is super important. Um, while you're not with that said partner in the future, I would just work on being really comfortable and confident in who you are, so that when you are at the time to set that boundary, you know why it's so important to you. But I also think when you're with the right person, it's not going to be anything to be you know scared
1: about. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah, I think it's important to like have that conversation before you get to the stage where your partners like maybe when you're first talking yeah. or you know after the first yeah, it's gotta or definitely. Be- be- yeah, like on. I feel like you shouldn't be in a relationship with someone who is going to pressure you to do that and then mm-hmm. if you are, I think that's pretty good grounds to break up because, you know, sexual trauma can really mess with your head. Um I was actually just thinking earlier today about how I had gone to Canada to see this girl I was seeing and it felt like she ignored me like the entire time except to have sex. And I'm not asexual, but like I wasn't feeling like comfortable with that. Like I felt used and I was there for like a few days and you know, she didn't really talk to me except to have sex. And so the one day, like towards the end, I was like, Hey, I don't want to have sex anymore. Like, I just want to get to know you while I'm here spend time, like no more sex. And then we got drunk later that night and she wouldn't take no for an answer. And I was drunk Mm. and in another country by myself and didn't feel safe enough to say no. I don't want to victim blame myself because obviously it was that person's fault. Um, But like, I kind of had like gut feelings about them before I even went to see them. But I went anyways because I was like lonely and bored um, and wanted intimacy. And it was not a great experience, obviously. And you should be with someone who you feel comfortable saying no to and who wants to make you feel comfortable. Like there's this song called, I don't know what it's called, but basically they're like, if I said you could never touch me, you'd come over and say oh, I look lovely. And oh, it's like <laughs> uh, gut wrenching. Um, oh, it's called "We'll Never Have Sex." We'll never by... have sex by Leaf. Leaf. The lyric is like, "If I said you could never touch me, you'd come over and say I look lovely." So basically, it's like if you come over, you're not going to like pressure me into having sex. Like you're, you like want intimacy and you want to be around me to be with me and not just like trying to fuck me. And I was like, wow, that yeah, it's me. called we "Will
0: Never Have Sex." by Leith Ross. It's a beautiful okay, song, yeah. but yeah, you kiss me just to kiss me, not to take me home. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And like, you I think- should be pursuing and involved with people who feel that way about you and not people who are going to pressure you. And obviously you don't know down the line, like if they do pressure you, it's okay to remove yourself from that situation. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely have that conversation up front, I think.
2: And I think one of the things you said that I think is super important. And while let's not victim blame you either, but how you said you had a gut feeling. My Mm -hmm. advice around that is for others is to listen to that gut feeling. And that's something to set a boundary around, especially for this person who's saying my future partner, if you have a gut feeling around someone, go with that. You know, you want to be with somebody that you do feel comfortable. And, Mm -hmm. you know, no, obviously like, there's no blame on that for you, Cheyenne. But just in Mm -hmm. turn, like my advice would just be like, when you feel like you know what's up, you probably do, you know, for, Mm -hmm. for others who are listening, like listen to
1: that. Yes. Wait, I have a question for you, Gina. How do you know the difference between like anxiety and like gut feelings? Cause like I have a lot of anxiety all the time, (laughs) but then sometimes my gut feelings are right. But like, sometimes I'm just anxious and like stressing myself out. So how do you know, do you have any advice on like, how, how do you know the difference between those things? I feel like it's really hard and I feel like it's probably different for everyone, but. I don't know.
2: I think it is a little dependent, but I do think there's a different like feeling deep down when you're just having overall anxiety and you're more like in your head, in your brain. Whereas Mm -hmm. I feel like, and I don't have a better, I don't have a better way of explaining it, but I feel like when it's the gut feeling, it's not in your head and in your brain and cloudy, it's like deep down. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like anxiety you're finding lots of reasons like, well, what about this? And what about this? Mm. But when it's deep down, it's more like something doesn't feel right. And I don't know why. Mm. And that's maybe my anxiety is very much like my brain just goes a mile a minute and is like, well, this, this, and this, this, and this. But when it's like a gut feeling, I'm like, no, deep down, something's not right. And I'm not,
1: Mm -hmm. I don't know. So maybe that's not true for everybody. I've kind of heard uh, that from other people though. Like that, if it's anxiety, it's like racing and like, um, more it feels unsettling level. yeah and then like if it's intuition it's more of like a calmness and like just like that inner knowing and like you're, you're, you're just not like, doubting whoa. and like having like different thoughts yeah you just like mm. no kind of but I feel like it is really hard to like discern the difference but you know have it is, that conversation yeah. and it is that was see, something see what they I, mean, I let you know
0: yeah I was working on trying to figure out like how to discern that with myself Just noticing during like the little things in the day, like how your body feels kind of helps Mm -hmm. differentiate that gut feeling from that anxiety though.
2: All right. So another question that we have, how do you navigate a friend who said that they support you as a queer person? And then they start dating someone who is openly racist and homophobic. And this a little bit ties back to our, I think allyship episode where we were kind of asking, how do you navigate someone who thinks they're an ally, but they're not know maybe doing other things in life that are um, what an ally should do so Mm -hmm. that's somewhere you need to set a boundary i would say
1: (laughs) maybe like limit your engagement with them maybe completely i think it is good to have that conversation with them and say like Mm -hmm. hey why aren't your words aligning with your actions and your choices um and if you know they get defensive or You know, can't produce an answer that makes sense or like reflect on what they're doing and maybe change that. Um, Maybe it's best to cut ties with them completely. But I think it is probably worth having a conversation first and see what's going on because maybe they need to like take steps to like educate their partner. Like maybe they need to be doing work if they want to be with this person. If they're not willing to do
2: that, I think that's the thing. They would come back and say, well, it's them, not me. But it's like, you're co-signing that person.
0: Right. You're
1: choosing them. to date them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Cheyenne made a post on Hot Maspian that was like, if your partner is, and it was like mm-hmm. racist, homophobic, blah, 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 then you are too. Yeah. Basically what your partner says and does, it's like, you are the people you hang out with, you know, that like mm-hmm. phrase, mm-hmm. and you are definitely the people you're fucking <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to put it plainly. Yeah. But you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you definitely are the people you're dating. You're the people you're spending your time with. You're the people you're choosing to have in your life. And why mm-hmm. are you choosing someone that believes that your friends shouldn't have rights? Or, like, that... Mm-hmm. The, like, it just doesn't make any sense. Why? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. In that I, post, I said, what you does... excuse is what you enable. And yeah, a lot of people that. had, like, uh backlash. The comment section that. was... Yeah, well, take a look and see what you're excusing. Like, obviously, if you're, like, in and in the caption, I said, if you're not willing to, like, do the work to educate them and get them to change these, like, fucked up, like, homophobic, racist, transphobic, yeah. fat, but, like, any of these views, then you're excusing it. Like, if you're yeah. not willing to do, mm-hmm. like, you don't have to do the work, but also, like, you mm-hmm. don't have to have that person in your life. And also, like, people yep. had, like they were upset because they were like, well, what if they're an abusive relationship or it's an abusive... Well, female? yeah, and you said, made a disclaimer. Yeah, like, I feel like, obviously, th- that's not who is... That's not what we're talking to. about. Like, I-, I can't, like, um address every single situation in a yeah,
0: it's a post on the internet, and it's not going to cater to every single human being on the entire planet.
1: Mm-hmm. But anyways...
2: Yeah. Truly though, if if your friend is dating somebody who is not where they should be, like you do have to call them out. And then you do have to set a boundary and say like that person can't be around or if you're going to co-sign this person, maybe we need to reevaluate where we're at, but that is,
0: there's a
1: line. What you excuse is what you enable.
0: What what you excuse is what you enable. And if you're going to keep making excuses for people- maybe
1: reevaluate that right and at the very least if you're gonna keep if you're that person you're gonna keep dating them like try and convert them to like a better yeah. uh mindset I understand. Them. I
0: understand I've definitely like gone on a few dates with a person and been like oh I like them and then oh my gosh wait your of like your <laughs> opinions are really <laughs> shitty and I try to have open conversations with them and try to like change your views about a little bit of things but at the end of the day where I am in my life, I'm not going to change anybody and I'm not going to wait around for someone to change and I'm not going to wait around for them to turn into the magical person, perfect person that I want. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. everyone's different to each their own day whoever you want, but just know that your friends might not be very happy about it. So,
1: yeah. So, yeah. Going off of that, how do you set boundaries when you start dating someone you really like? How do you set those boundaries and it might not be like oh, you're a racist, but it might be, um, I'm not ready to come over to your house yet, or I'm not ready to have sex yet, or I'm not ready to meet your family on the second date. Like, how do you set those boundaries with someone? And it could be anything else, but, like, those were just some examples I thought of off the top. I would say
2: set them immediately and clearly.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I say you just gotta start ASAP, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like, we always say there's kind of, like, nuance to it, and there's also, like, Right time, right place to talk about this kind of stuff. But, but you do mm-hmm. want to do it as quickly as you can because, especially if you really like them, you do want to set a future with this person and you want to know how they're going to react to those boundaries. You
2: vet them out.
0: Yeah. What you about have to know how they're going to react and understand and treat you when you have those boundaries set or when you. What would
1: them. either of you recommend? So, like, we were talking earlier about there are boundaries that are like, don't do this or I don't want this, but like things. That are expectations or boundaries that like you need for the relationship to move forward, like an amount of contact or seeing each other or plans for the future, even if it's like a date in two weeks after we've gotten to know each other. How do you set those boundaries and those expectations um, for like what you expect out of a potential partner or a partner if you just started dating without it coming across as, like, too needy or, like, because I feel like that's, like, a thing people, like, people want to be chill in the beginning and they don't want to ask for too much and they don't want to be, like, too needy. Like, how do you walk that line of, like, saying what you need but, like, not coming off as, like, demanding? Because I feel like I've, like, kind of struggled with that. Yeah. And that's where I've let people, like, overstep boundaries or, like, do things that I'm not okay with because I, you know, I'm just, like, I have to be cool. I have to be chill.
0: <laughs> uh, see, I'm, like, so blunt and... I, and I am too much sometimes and I've get gotten told that I'm too much. I you're not just, too much
1: by the way they're just not enough. No, well fine. yeah but that's what I get yeah. told you know. I know. There's this not guy
0: true. not too long ago that I was talking to and I kind of w- like made a joke the one day because he was very much into me very quickly and I was like I'm not getting love mom am I? Mm-hmm. And he was like Uh, that's my specialty and then I was like well I just want to let you know I'm not the one like I'm not here for that I do I am interested in you I'm going to continue talking to you but I'm not the one to get like all this attention at the beginning and then you stop talking to me in a week so just saying like that's what I'm saying and then the man stopped talking to me and I was like
2: Okay. He, he showed like, you, he
1: told you what was going to happen. Yeah. Like sad. and well, Yeah.
2: Obviously my yeah. Boundaries aren't being met, but- I would say one thing not to do is show up with a list of like, here's everything I want this and this yeah. and this and this. Cause then, yeah, it's going to come off like a little abrasive, yeah. but I think those things kind of should be part of overall conversations, especially when you're getting to know somebody, um, and just like, Hey, what does your week typically look like? Are there certain days that are busier? Do you think that, you know, you wouldn't have time to talk? some days. I think it's just like making it conversational, kind of embedding it into the getting to know somebody Mm -hmm. and then setting them along the way. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I asked because briefly when I started talking to my girlfriend, there was one day where I like, I have a weird sleep schedule. I slept till like 5 PM. And she was like, if I don't hear from you, like hope you have a great rest of your day. And I like woke up and immediately messaged her and I was like, Hey, like you're gonna hear from me every day like you don't have to like send me that because she like had been with other people who you know weren't as consistent I was like no you're gonna hear from me every day like that's like a precedent yeah. I want to set. Be a that like
0: weird yeah. schedule but you're gonna hear from me yeah yeah like I'm not I
1: promise I'm not ghosting you I'm not ignoring you I just sleep weird hours yeah uh, that's what I've cut
0: I came to learn that real quick with Cheyenne's friendship she'll get back to yeah. you eventually
1: yeah she'll get back <laughs> to you eventually I feel like that was like a good way to kind of broach that conversation of like oh she was Looking to talk every day but I kind of had to be the one to be like hey like that like is an expectation I want to set um but like yeah. on the other hand when I am like if I were in her position I probably would have been like they're never talking to me again just because like I don't know I'm dramatic sometimes and also I like wouldn't <laughs> want to be like hey are you gonna message me back <laughs> or not yeah um yeah so I don't know I feel like it's kind of a hard line to walk but I think you know Both of you had good advice about that is like be straight up about it, but also like don't be too much too fast because that can be a bit abrasive. (laughs) Yeah, I think overall, if
2: you're going to be setting if like if you're going to be setting boundaries in the beginning, it's because you want a successful relationship. So Mm -hmm. just remember that. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. I mean, I think with that, that's about it. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, you can you know DM us tag us post about us i don't know we're at sapphic survival guide pretty much everywhere except twitter where we are just at sapphic survival you can you know go on our little patreon join our patreon.com slash sapphic survival guide and make sure you rate and review and you can find me sev on pretty much any social media at lucky sev with two eyes.
1: You can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mesbian, on pretty much any social media platform. And you can find me, Gina, anywhere online
2: at the Libra Gina, including my website, thelibraGina.com. And you can listen to my Jersey Shore recap podcast. Um, hello, wherever you listen to podcasts. And class is now dismissed. Ring, ring. Ring.